drink and dance all night. Now let's talk of diapers and pacifiers and our pants are feeling tight. Bottle service with BKP. Bottle service with BKP. Hey guys, surprise! Bet you didn't know you were getting an extra little bonus episode this week, but here we are. I have actually been wanting to do these for a while now. I know you guys get my perspective every week on pregnancy, but pregnancy and motherhood are so different for everyone, so I thought it would be fun to add some new voices to the show. I know we had a psychologist on a few weeks ago, and I'd like to start sprinkling in some like new episodes with different experts and doctors to help us get prepared for birth and motherhood, but for this week, I figured what better experts can there be than two moms who have done it all firsthand? So today I am joined by the hilarious mom duo known as Momtourage. They have a super fun podcast about all things motherhood that... <laughs> cough, not to brag, but I was just a guest on. I'm going to link that episode in show notes in case anybody wants to listen. But today we're going to have a super candid convo about their pregnancies, birth. We'll even talk registry must-haves versus things that are a total waste of money since I know a lot of us are trying to figure that all out right now. What to expect when baby gets here and lots more. I found that moms give the best advice, so I hope you guys love this episode. Get comfy, and we will be right back with Ashley and Carrie of Momtourage. This podcast is brought to you by Parallel, the first and only OBGYN-founded prenatal vitamin with targeted nutrients for each stage of motherhood. We all know it's important to take a prenatal vitamin throughout pregnancy, but Parallel takes it a step further by bundling together all the daily vitamins a woman needs into one simple packet based on where she is in her pregnancy. Right now we are in the third trimester and Parallel's third trimester pack helps prepare your body for birth while supporting your baby's rapid growth with a mix of probiotics, additional calcium and magnesium, added omegas, and of course, that full spectrum prenatal vitamin. So wherever you are in your pregnancy journey, check out parallelhealth.com. They are offering a special 20% discount just for our listeners with code BIGKID20. Again, that's parallelhealth.com and use that code BIGKID20 for 20% off. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm sitting here with the ladies behind Momtourage, Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sitaro. Welcome to the show, babes. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Oh my gosh, we just recorded a really fun episode on your podcast, Momtourage. I'm pretty pumped about it. Yay. It's, it's it was pretty so, good. It was so fun. So everybody who's listening to this has to, afterwards, go check that ep- episode out. Um, but for anybody who doesn't know what Momtourage is, can you guys give us a little bit of background, like what it is, why'd you start it? Give us, give us the spiel. Well, what it is, is a podcast for all the moms that are like not perfect. We call it the anti, the anti-mommy group moms. So the moms that kind of look at like influencer moms and their beige wood toy glory and are like, that is not me. (laughs) Uh, that that are just they haven't really found their niche they haven't found their group and maybe they don't love motherhood they don't think it's the most perfect ideal situation in the world or they don't identify or they're that's not their main identity it's sort yeah. of like we, we, we like to think of ourselves as if Howard Stern and Busy Phillips had a show that's our show Right. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's snuggly mom content, but it's also a lot of cursing and content that's celebrity gossip and has nothing to do with being a mother that helps us remember the way ourselves prior to being a mother. Yes. Okay. I love that. And I feel like there needs to be more of that out there just because I'm already experiencing it as somebody who's like pregnant. I'm like, it's crazy how much like this has taken over my life, my thoughts. I'm like, I never, I never wanted to be one of those people who identifies like solely as like, or has in my Instagram bio, like that's mom what, to mom to Jaden, you know, like I just. Ashley and I hate that. I also don't, I also never wanted to be wife. I didn't want that in my bio no, either. I, I have had mom in my bio. 
Well, uh, now we have a mom I, show, so like we kind of have to. Right, but we were right. blocked it. I just removed it recently because I ran out of room. Uh, but I have never had wife in there because that will never be my idea. I'm not. I am not my husband's property. There was no dowry. Thank you very much. And I am actually not a wife. I have a baby daddy who is my partner, but we're not married. So maybe you should say that baby mama to uh, Lee Morris. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, uh, don't get me don't get me wrong I think you can have it in your bio but like oh, the only thing right, in your bio right like right. that's just not that's just not what we, I want we were just reacting to the kind of thing of you know yeah we have a baby and we happen to be moms and we're pretty good at being moms but that doesn't debatable have, well I guess on some days but that, <laughs> that that doesn't mean that that's now we're just that's all we are and so right. I know for me um one of the big reasons why I listen I'm a 43 year old woman and I spent 40 years because I had my baby at 40 40 years cultivating who I wanted to be as a human some things were innate and some things not so innate and I had to work really hard and I you know at 40 was very happy with the person that I looked into the mirror and saw and I don't want all of that work to go to waste now that I'm just like, now all that stuff, now I'm just a mom. What about all those other 40 years of being a boss lady and doing all those other things? So anyway, that this is the podcast for maybe moms that feel that way a little bit too. Yep. And for me, I just feel like I've uh, been working towards things in my life and my career for so many years to just all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, no longer identify as that thing and just identify as a mom. Just... It doesn't feel right to me. Uh, no judgment to other people. It's just not how I identify. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm interested to see how I navigate it because I can already sense that, especially right after I give birth, that this is going to be a huge part of my life. Like a lot of the other things that I've built and love about life are going to have to take a, a backseat. Like oh, and it does. And it does. It does. And it, Right. Undeniably, that is going to happen. But it doesn't have to be the only thing in life. And there, you know, look, we all knew that girl who all she wanted in life was to be married and my, be a mother. My sister. Well, and, and right. And they had careers. And she, and loves, and she careers, loves it. And there's no judgment towards that. That's just not who we are. And that's not uh, probably mom trash isn't the podcast for you then. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Good. Good to know. And I'm curious, too, just to kind of give like our our listeners like, you know, a little bit of um, like conceptual shit to work with. How you you guys are both moms. You each have one kid each. Yeah. Right. Yes. And how old are your babies? My son, Sebastian, is four and a half. And my daughter, Luna, is three. OK. So you've got a you got a little a little experience now. You you're out of the you know, pure baby stage and yes. you, you've, you've gone through it. So it's good to know. And I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys because like I am coming in so blind. This is my first baby. No idea what I'm walking into. Um, and it's just, it's really scary. I'm not going to lie. I mean, to give you context, my kid can is capable of wiping his own ass and sleeps in a big boy bed now. That's exciting. So, so that's where that's where we are. Yes, it's it's been a very long, long journey, but we're here. Oh God, the idea of like getting them to wipe their own ass. My, my daughter, my daughter does not wipe her ass, but she wipes her vagina, and she goes in the potty most of the time. Refuses to take a poop in the potty because it's scary, and also sleeps in a big girl bed. So that's where we are. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love giving us and some you context. too will be there someday. Can't wait, guys. Yeah, really yeah. can't wait. Um, I, I do want to go back though, cause I know, especially at, where this, you know, podcast is, I'm obviously in the middle of my pregnancy. A lot of our audience is also kind of in a similar stage. Um, I'm curious, I want to know about your pregnancies because uh, this audience especially has only really been hearing about mine. I give my experience every week and it hasn't been great. <laughs> and I'm always, I always want to give some other, other perspectives and, um, and talk a little bit about it. So I, I, and I'm also just trying to understand if mine is abnormally bad or if it, this is more normal. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how your pregnancies went. Carrie, you want to go first? Sure. 
So full disclosure, in my mid-30s, my boyfriend at the time, not my current baby daddy, and I sort of, we we laughed in the discussion during on our podcast, but we had like a, a we had been together for a long time. We sort of like talked about not using birth control, and then we said that whatever happens, we'd be okay with, and I got pregnant. And he was not into it, and I was going to keep the baby, uh, and then I miscarried the baby. And it was pretty traumatic because any miscarriage is traumatic, and also I was losing my boyfriend at the same time, too. How how old were you? 35-ish. So when me and my now partner got together, we met at 38 and 48, relatively, and... Uh, after about a year and a half, we were like, well, we should probably have this conversation because we're old. <laughs> we need mm-hmm. to know, you know. And my our, both of our biggest things, so my husband, or my, I'm going to call him husband just because it's easier, but my baby daddy is has his own business but used to be a professional touring musician. And I am an actor, yoga teacher. And we lived in New York and we have had a fabulous life. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to humble brag. We have had a fabulous life separately as single people. And um, we saw so many of our friends have babies and turn into entirely different people. And we're like, what is this phenomenon? Does this happen to everyone? And pretty much everyone except for one couple we knew this happened to. So we watched friends of ours who we knew before they had a baby have a baby. And they were the same people. I mean, they had made lifestyle changes. Obviously, you have to. And we were like, oh, my God, it's possible. And so we had a discussion. We're like, should we try? Yes, we should try. Second time. We got pregnant. I took my IUD out. I gave it like a three-month hormonal, whatever. Second try, pregnant. And I was shocked because I was 38. And I I had that miscarriage, and I was really shocked. Um, And just to give you some – we both loved our single – well, we loved being with each other, but we loved living separately, that I did not move in with my partner ever until I was 38 weeks pregnant. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. So that's for you right there. So anyway, my my pregnancy, shocked that I got pregnant so easily. Uh, Nervous every day until I hit the date past when I miscarried the first time. Wait, Uh, wait, what stage did you miscarry? I was in the first trimester, but uh, I was showing a little bit. And so it was like... I'd had, we had heard the heartbeat once and then the second time we didn't hear it. So it was in the mm. early phases, but still I needed to get past that date for it to feel yeah. real. Um, and didn't enjoy my pregnancy. I mean, being pregnant in New York, having to walk around everywhere is hard. I, I subway stairs, I'm a fitness instructor. My main job is teaching yoga and I taught a million classes so I immediately had to cut down the classes I had to start driving my car to all the classes which is an, ex- an expensive endeavor um just because walking around like that and I was pregnant in the summer it was oh. just pr- being pregnant in New York is a whole different beast because yeah. you don't you're not really in your you're not you're not usually in your car right so and I also um being pregnant later, you know, they always say getting pregnant, being pregnant later is harder. And I didn't, for me, it it wasn't get the getting pregnant. And it wasn't even caring. Like, I didn't have, like, hypertension or anything else like that. Some of these, or diabetes, gestational diabetes, any of those things that lots of times geriatric pregnancies have. But I did have other stuff, like... Um, I ended up getting diastasis recti, which is when... Um, and evidently, guys, here, since this is this the podcast for this, a lot of times people who are very – this is like such a – one of the jokes on Mom Josh is I brag all the time. It's not even a humble brag. It's just a brag. I was – I had the best body I had ever seen in real life before having a baby. <laughs> Truly. I looked in the mirror and I was like, damn, this is the sexiest, best body I have ever your, seen. Your viewers – your listeners can't see me, but I'm just sitting here shaking my head because I'm so used to this at this point. I'm just like, okay, yes, you're wonderful. I get it. We get it. But get sometimes it. when you have very strong abdominals, when you're pregnant, they rip because mm. they're so – so sometimes being physically fit does not – Because everything moves. But, Your internal organs are moving but my mom, making room for shit. But my mom was like, I was just skinny but not fit, and I had no problem because I had no abs. So it just Shame. stretched, not a problem. So yeah. mine, like, ripped, which led Oof. to a lot of issues. Um, I lost sensation in my hands and my feet. 
they got really big and puffy. Like early on, Like right? early on. And I had to yeah. like not be bedridden like from the hospital, but I had to stop working pretty early because it Oof. was physically painful to walk on my feet. And I kept dropping things. I broke so many things because I couldn't like use my hands. What what was that? Like, did they say what that what that's called or? I get swelly. It's just water retention. I just get that anyway. Like, if I eat a little bit of Chinese food, my hands blow up. So it's just like, and also older people Same. can get that more often. I had to wear um, Ted stockings, those compression socks, most of my pregnancy. I highly recommend every woman woman does it. And if you have to fly, you got to do it. And I had to wear like a pregnancy band, most a belly band, most of the pregnancy. Anyway. Oh. Wait, I have a couple questions. Yes. What stage did your abs rip? Like how well, far I didn't along were you? Know. I didn't know that they had ripped until after. Yeah, you don't usually know that until once the baby comes, your your just your abdomen doesn't go back into place in the right way. <laughs> so it's not like you would know what's happening right now. And often it's undiagnosed. So when you're done having the baby, we'll talk. Because I okay. because, because I had to do a whole when Ashley first we were on another podcast. She's been through all of it. Like she she still pisses her pants. Still. She like yeah. She's like been through all the shit. When Ashley oh when Ashley first met me when we were on another podcast together, I had to wear a full body brace in order to sit up. She had to wear special fucking shoes. She was wearing like uh, like braces she was on diets I was like this chick this poor thing is such a mess <laughs> I am much better but not fully recovered not to scare you but um I am older the body does not heal itself as quickly that's the part that I didn't realize it wasn't getting pregnant I carried to term all the things about geriatric pregnancy that I was worried about it's just that my body didn't really repair itself because I'm old my body isn't repairing itself in general Right. When you're old and then the baby, it just was like everything is taking a lot longer to be better and a lot more effort. Anyway, yeah, carried full to term. I was a yoga teacher, so I was trying to do the hippie shit about, you know, natural pregnancy and no drugs and vaginal birth. And I did like all acupuncture to try to have my baby so they wouldn't have to induce. I drank all these nasty Chinese medicine drinks that tasted like an old condom in fire. It was terrible. <laughs> And I had to be induced, and I still was like, I don't want any more drugs except for the induction drugs. So I labored without drugs for two days. <laughs> and then, two days. And I wasn't dilating, like, at all. Like, I just wasn't dilating. And it just wasn't happening. And they, like, balloon cathetered me. And then finally I was like, please give me the drugs, because balloon catheter feels like you're being fisted by a teenage boy that's never diddled a girl before in her whole entire life. Oh, my God. So then I was like, give me the epidural. And they did. And I had, like, seven blissful hours of sleep. And then uh, the doctor was like, you can labor for, like, four more hours, but the baby's going to be in danger, so should we just do this thing now and give you a C-section? And we did. Um, I have a whole other complicated birth story that I don't even know. That she probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't even tell you or your listeners right now. That would be a separate show if you want to talk to me at another time. And it would Mm -hmm. once once your baby's here. And it would be it would be trigger warning. It would be a trigger warning show. Um, But I delivered a beautiful big old baby girl. Nothing was at all wrong with her at any time during the thing. Uh, She's a delight. and a, a bitch, but she's also a delight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had a pretty terrible pregnancy, a pretty terrible birth, and a pretty terrible recovery. But I have a great daughter. Okay, and so you you looking back, you're like, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was right? wor- it was worth it for her. But I'm definitely not having another one for my body. I will either have if I ever want another one, I will have a surrogate or I will adopt. I will not have another one for my body for sure. Mm. For sure. Oh my gosh, that is interesting. I never thought about that. I always thought like the the quote unquote geriatric pre- uh, pregnancy. The the whole issue was the idea of getting pregnant. That well, that's that was going to be harder. That's what they told I me didn't too. Even- yeah, I didn't even think about the recovery. If I do have a second one, I will I will technically be a geriatric pregnancy yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so very interesting. But yeah, I some some of the symptoms if you're curious the the swelling was a big deal. I had nausea and heartburn like crazy throughout. Um Yeah, I just didn't like I I thought I looked cool. Like you definitely mm. you definitely look better pregnant than you look after 
you're pregnant. It's like because yeah. everything's plump and firm and like it's kind of cool. And then when it comes out, you're like, oh, that was okay. I wish it was plump. Even if it was bigger, at least it would be hard versus this. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing I liked about pregnancy, and then I'll tell Ashley because I've talked too long about this, is I liked the nerdy shit. Like, there's this one mama book. All the mom mom books I hated, but there was this one mom book, and she got nerdy about what was happening in your body at each moment. And I loved that shit. I was like, oh, my God, there's two sets of DNA in my body right now. Cool, or whatever. That's I loved being, like, a living science experiment. That was fun for me. Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember the name of the book? Yes, it is called Mama. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me look on Amazon because I've given it away to all my friends. Mama. I, I love that nerdy shit, too. I, I, I mean, I, I, I've like unknowingly become like a, a, a wealth of knowledge around pregnancy just doing this podcast because every week I'm yeah. like looking up information and regurgitating That's just going to keep it. happening, too. <laughs> yeah. Like you, the, a pod, a mom podcast is and, you know, ours is like a mom podcast that's not fully a mom podcast. And I still feel like I've learned so much shit I would have otherwise. I, I don't know if I would know it, you know? Yeah. Let me look. Let me look it up while Ashley's telling your story, and then I will tell you. Okay, yeah. Ashley, a hot second. Let's I had hear- like mine was different. Mine. <laughs> uh, I got pregnant when I was thirty-one. I had my son when I was thirty-two. He was an accident. Um, we, you know, I had not been on birth control for many years. We had not used condoms for many years, and I was at the point where I was just like. Okay, listen, if it, I'm probably infertile, uh, I'm probably not able to ha- or or my husband is, you know, uh, what's not infertile. What is it? Uh, impotent. Ster- ster- impotent. No, impotent means he can't get it up. Sterile means oh, it's right. not okay, pregnant. Sterile. Right. Um, oh god, he'd be so upset if I, the world thought he was <laughs> Wouldn't they all? You're welcome. Um, you're welcome, Matt. Oh, yeah. The book is called Like a Mother: A Feminist Journey Through the Science and Culture of Pregnancy. It was amazing. It's from a woman uh, who's uh, Filipino-American and talks about how, uh, like, there's only just, like, cisgendered white people in books. And it's it's amazing. And she was a science writer before she became pregnant. It's amazing. Like, oh, cool. Like a mother. Love that. Okay. Um. So, you know, we had kind of both talked about, like, growing old and, like, being the kind of old power couple that like on a Sunday night is at a cafe in the city, like sitting there and chit chatting and not having kid responsibilities and has a lot of dogs. And then one day, uh, he didn't pull out properly (laughs) intentionally. I looked at him and, uh, we were like, okay, well, whatever. And I, I remember not really thinking about it again, going to Walgreens to get my flu shot. And, you know how they have you fill out that paper and it said, uh, could you be pregnant? And I was like, oh, wait, I have not gotten my period. Well, OK, let me let me like figure this out. I went home, took a pregnancy test and just started crying in hysterics, freaking out. I told my husband we were living in my parents' basement at the time. And I Ooh, was just hello? like. I'm pregnant and like freaking out, freaking out, crying, not not happy, freaking out. And, you know, we've had scares in the past. We've been together for so long and he would always freak out. And this was the one time where he was like, all right, we're doing this. And I just remember screaming upstairs and being like, I'm pregnant. And my mom running down and my dad running down and everyone was happy. And I'm sitting there fucking freaking out. The next day I was supposed to get on a plane to L.A. to visit my best friend and go on like a trip and go to a wedding and drink. And I was just like, this is already ruining my everything for me. <laughs> um, but I ended up loving being pregnant. I thought it was like I, I felt beautiful. I wanted to like lay in bed all the time and watch TV. Actually, like, that's not any different house. than the way you are now. No, no, but like I, it was acceptable. Now it's not so acceptable. I remember like we would watch The Office and I would sit there and laugh so hard I would cry. I'd have like a daily laugh cry and I just thought it was an amazing. I loved being fucking pregnant. I really did. I would like 
I would consider being someone's surrogate. That's how much. I <laughs> um, oh although now it would be geriatric. So maybe not. But like had I done this younger. Yeah. Um, You're one of the lucky ones. Really. And and that's why I don't love telling it. But it's good to tell it after Carrie's story. After she's thoroughly scared the shit out of everyone to just say like, hey, maybe it, it doesn't have to be terrible for everybody. Um, I am not hippie. I am not. Um, um, I don't meditate. I, I'm just, that's not the kind of person I am. And, um, I found myself getting really heavily, like just really educating myself on like childbirth and, um, different methods of childbirth and natural birth. And it really just kind of changed this fundamental thing inside of me. And I like mid pregnancy switched my OB to, um, somebody who was like, more more likely to not do c-sections i switched my hospital i did like all of this stuff i did bradley method so like eight saturdays or sundays of my pregnancy my husband and i went to this woman's house in harlem and like took bradley method classes and i was super into it i had a birth plan i was like all in um wait real uh, quick real quick can you tell us what Bradley method is because I don't know what that is so again this was a long time ago and I have not really read up about Bradley method again so very limited what I can remember but basically Bradley method is about having as much of a natural birth as humanly possible that our bodies go into a fight or flight response so it's really you know like they're big in water birth they're big on not having any kind of medication they're big on not being induced um you know taking clamping the the umbilical cord after a certain amount of time like all of that kind of stuff but I also I wanted to have a water birth in my parents house and my dad wanted me to have a water birth in my parents your house. dad did yeah my dad was like totally on board he was like yes it's beautiful let's oh we're gonna Mark. have this baby yeah oh, he was Mark. like we're gonna have the baby in the house like blah 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 my husband and my mom, my mom is in healthcare, kind of. Uh, she's a dietitian. She's not a doctor, but she's a dietitian. And they were both like, no fucking way. You are not having a baby in a hospital. Like, modern medicine, okay? Go to a goddamn hospital and have your child like a normal person. And I was, like, <laughs> making them watch documentaries on the state of, like, childbirth in our country. Like, I was fucking crazy. Uh, but Bradley method, I, I basically was like, have a child as naturally as possible with as little medical intervention as possible. And I managed to find a doctor who, all, you know, it's not really doctors don't love Bradley method because at the end of the day, they'll say you need something. And Bradley method is like, no, 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 no. I'm doing what's right for my body. So I, it was really important to me to have a team mm. <laughs> that kind of worked together and would weigh all the options. And I ended up having that. And I'm glad that I did everything the way I did because. Did you have a doula, have, Ashley? No, I wanted to have I a doula. I had a doula. I was only allowed to have two people and I really wanted Matt and my mom to be there. Got it. And so that was very important to me. Um, and uh, what was I saying before the Julie Bradley question? Method, you had a team. You got a team. Oh, so I ended up, uh, I did everything to try and naturally induce myself. I ate pineapple until I was burping rot. Um, I We had sex. We've had, we had more sex in that week than we've ever had um my sex to try to have a baby was i mean try to get the baby to come out was the most worst awkward sex of all time yeah it it would be like i would get on all fours and just be like like couldn't even like hunch over and i was like come on put it in like get that (laughs) shit in there everything i ate you know some eggplant parmesan i did that one too i did that one too (laughs) everything i did the teas I was, oh, another thing, I was doing 300 squats a day for a natural birth. Three, 300 not, squats a damn, day? Damn, your, your ass probably never looked so good. Jesus. It was incredible. <laughs> I would I was working up until a week before I gave birth, so every time I would go pee, which was a zillion times, I'd come back, do 20 squats, and sit down. Huh. So I was just, I was like a whole other fucking person. I don't know who this woman was. Uh, but Ashley does not exercise, just so no, you know. No, I hate exercising. 
Uh, and I couldn't. I could not induce myself. I had to go into the hospital. They did the whole induction. Uh, I, you know, my fight or fight or flight anxiety kicked in. I didn't, I was terrified. She had to, what's the thing where they put your finger in and do the thing around your cervix? They do, they, what's it called? They, they your waters. They do the, they, they clear the uh, waters. No, what's the term I'm looking for? The swirl? I just, I, I just heard about this recently. Yes. She like did that, that thing, yeah. it like, it, like kind of like breaking the seal type of thing with their fingers, everything. Uh, and f- I, it got to a point I was bouncing on balls. I wouldn't take medicine. I was walking around the fucking nurses station. Uh, tr- sidebar: Trump got a. Le- Do you talk politics on your podcast? Not really, but go for it. Uh, there was like a Trump. Trump had some press conference while I was in labor. My dad's in there doing work on his laptop. Trump comes on, and I start screaming, "Get that motherfucker off the television!" It was just like. Not good. I finally was like, give me the fucking drugs. Didn't Let's he shush you? Didn't your dad shush yeah, you? Yeah, my dad, my dad took a phone call uh, <laughs> while I was in labor, and I he shushed me, and I was like, get out. Get out. I don't want you in here. Get out of here. Um, so it was just an experience. And then, you know, after that, I, you know, had the moment where you fall in love with your kid, which not everyone does, and you know what? That's okay. Plenty of people have, who don't have it end up loving their kid just as much. Um, and I just thought he was the bee's knees. And some days I still think that. And some days I think he's a little prick. Um, but I love him tremendously. And, you know, my bounce back wasn't terrible. I did not have Carrie's situation Experience. at all. Yeah. No. I was able to breastfeed for 15 months and I lost so much weight like more than just the baby weight I would my mom would like come over and be like you're not eating I'm like I'm eating this fucking vampire sucking all the life out of me what do you want uh but as soon as I stopped breastfeeding I gained so much weight really and I have had I have not been able to take it off yeah oh so I mean not so much but like a lot for me um and it's so just a word to all of you if you're planning on breastfeeding you know, they tell you about the baby weight, everyone in the bounce back and all of that. The thing to really be worried about is that metabolism. Once the baby stops breastfeeding, that's hmm. where it comes on. Well, how, um, cause I was actually just talking to a friend about this. I hate, um, I hated breastfeeding and I stopped. Okay. I, I'm, I'm nervous. Like traditionally, like my, my, both my mom and grandma couldn't breastfeed and I'm just, you know, mentally I'm like, okay, preparing that that might be the case. But I was, we were talking about breastfeeding and then, like, your boobs afterwards. Like, how – can we talk about your boobs for a second? Oh, yeah. My boobs – I call them orangutan tits because if you ever look at an orangutan, they're they're down and, like, pointing to the sides in other directions. That's – they are deflated. Um, mine mine are just, still okay, but I only breastfed for four months. Yeah. They're just not – they're not what they – my mom didn't breastfeed. Um, and hers – her boobs are good, you know, like I, I, it is what it is. One day I might get a lift yeah. because I would just like to feel like I have cute boobs once again, or maybe I'll just go the rest of my life accepting I don't have the, the tits I used to have. I don't know. So, okay. so wh- I didn't, I didn't know that. That was just like a conversation I was having recently there that there, there can be like a link between like, if you're, if you go longer, yes. just like it can, um, yeah, mine are still pretty I good. I know a girl that has mismatched boobs from breastfeeding. I know like a girl one too. One is yeah. up and short, and one is like down. Definitely and make definitely mismatched. make sure you you go equally on both sides. I do yes. know that. Oh, and I didn't know that. That's great this, to know. There's like this little silicone hand pump. I forget what it's called. It almost has like a Hawaiian sounding. Name. It's a haka. Uh, yes, the haka thing. So when you're breastfeeding, so like my son wouldn't necessarily like eat, you know, drink from both boobs when he was first born. So I would put that haka on the boob he wasn't eating from. And that would because you're leaking from the other boob while they're doing it. So I would build up my milk reserve while he was drinking from the other one. And I think it also helped like my supply because, you know, breastfeeding is very much about supply and demand. I think it very much helped. um bring the supply up but that's that's like a pro tip i in my opinion is have the haka on the other titty while that, you're that's that's my pro tip too and i have a very personal question that you might not want to answer for your audience <laughs> how big are your nipples oh my god right now so like, she, i just made ashley do a spit take 
Be- because here's the deal. I had trouble, and I, again, since we have a mom show, I, I've talked to many people about this because honestly, most of the shit that you read in pregnancy books is not the shit that you need to know. That's what I have found. Yeah. And so me and my, my girlfriend started like a secret list of the things you really need to know, right? One of the things is I've always had big nipples, always. Regardless of breast size, I have big old nipples and it became really hard for my kid to breastfeed because my nipples were too mm. big for his mouth I, her uh, mouth her i don't mouth. know why i just called him a he that's weird that was I, weird I, I have very small nipples so that would support your theory and every well, and- i had i had like small nipples before pregnancy but they've freaking ballooned well like i they're- mean they might go back down but just historically the bigger the nipple Sometimes your child has a hard time at first getting the latch because your nipple's so big. So there are like exercises and things you would need to do, which I didn't know, to get your kid to latch. So what was happening is, and also um, some people have more like more holes in their nipples than other people, so than other women. So I have evidently a lot of holes in my nipples and they're big. So it was like she was choking on my milk. It was like crazy spraying everywhere and so she would like choke and then stop eating so it was very hard for me to get it down here's here's the thing that no one really tells you you have to seek out this information breastfeeding is a very difficult thing and there's a lot of different things that play into it it's natural like it's not just like it no it's not just like your baby right your baby doesn't just put their mouth on your tit and that's it like it is I mean, the first week I was going to, like, support groups I because I couldn't get what was going on. I was bleeding from my nipples. I was in so much pain. But after a week, it was fine. But some babies have tongue ties. There's lip things. There's all kinds of things. There is this one book called uh, that I read, which is so boring and so earth-mothery. So I'm warning you now. But it is very helpful to kind of, like – know ahead of time if you really want to breastfeed. It's called Ina May's Guide to Breastfeeding. Um, and it's by Ina May Gaskin. And that was like, I think I listened to the audio book while I was commuting to work. And it was, it like really, really helped. Doesn't she have a guide to childbirth too? Yeah, yes, bunch of, that's, a, bunch, that's where my 300 squats came yeah, from. Yeah, bunch of shit. Bunch of shit. Yeah. I disagree. Really? Also, book. By the way, 300 squats didn't do shit. Just <laughs> FYI. It did not do a thing except... My ass looked good. I, I was going to say, it probably helped your ass look also, amazing. Also, I couldn't go hug a tree in nature, which is one of the right. things that she recommends doing. I live and in New York. I wasn't going to go down on 57th Street and 10th right. Avenue and go fucking right. hug a tree. Right. We don't live on a commune and, like, you know, just have doulas running around ready to help us my, whenever. My, par- my park was, like, infested with homeless people. I was not going to, which is fine, but, like, the, sm- <laughs> the smells alone at the end and when you're pregnant, I didn't want to take a nature walk anywhere in New York. All I smelled was hot urine and, like, rat turds. That's all I smelled. Yeah. Yeah. Another pro tip is you don't have to spend a lot of money on a fancy breast massager because I got a lot of um, a massager what the fuck's a breast massager well I got clogged ducts all the time and they were very painful and I got borderline mystasis so like I had all of these milk ducts that would not clear probably because she couldn't latch onto my boob to release them so I was only getting a little bit so you can use an electron electric toothbrush like a Sonicare in the shower and I would just sit in the shower with the haka on my boobs, so any milk that came out, because as soon as you take a shower, you let a hot shower, you have a little let down. I would have the haka on both my boobs. I would let the hot water, and I would have my uh, massage, my toothbrush, because it's sonic, and it would break up any kind oh. of clogged milk ducts. And it was so, I was like, oh, feels so good. Because they also, get don't buy a breastfeeding pillow. Do not register for one. Do not buy one. Guys, it's a waste of money, and then you're going to be stuck with it for so long. Guys, these tips are incredible. I have not heard any of these. We we can keep going. We can Please, tell you things yeah. not to spend your money on. Don't get diaper warmers. Don't get a diaper uh, or Baby sorry, wipe, a wipe warmer. Don't get a diaper pail. Just go to Ikea and get the cheap little garbage with the lid and change it every And don't day. get a big one because it's going to stink so bad you're going to want to change oh, it, it every day anyway. So bad. And get the cheapest one because you're going to throw it out and it's going to go to landfill, which 
Carrie and I talk about extensively. Uh, you know, those things are an absolute fucking waste. Things also, that- don't buy a bassinet. Get a pack and play that has a bassinet attachment and just have that in your room for the first six months instead of buy some people swear by the snoo people swear by all kind none of that shit. i had it i had it pack and play. i had it and the snoo and the kid my kid hated being being swaddled yeah really yeah yeah so also these are my hot tips of things that are good yes the kiku changer thing it looks like a peanut you just yeah you don't, you don't need a changing table it's a rubber thing that holds the baby you can when they're and you don't need a you don't need a blanket or anything over it so if you get shit on it you just wipe, wipe it, it off with a Lysol wipe and you're done and you can put that Kiku anywhere you can put it on the floor you can put it on your dresser yep. it is game changer spend the money on that um yep. don't the pack and play. I'm telling you, the pack and play is an investment. I'm my son is four and a half. I'm just getting rid of it. It yeah. has. It is. It go. It travels. It's a crib when you need to travel. It has a change. Get the one that has the changing table and the bassinet attachment, and you're good. I went you're a diff- oh I God. went a different route. I got one. It was basically a pack and play, but it was something else. It was really, really, really lightweight for traveling because we traveled so much when she was a baby. That was called the Lotus Guava. It didn't have the changing table attachment, but whatever. I do- also pro tip: hotels have cribs. Right, <laughs> they're kind of gross though. But anyway, um, I don't buy a bunch of sleep sacks because you don't know what your baby's going to like. Some babies like to be swaddled. Some babies don't like to be swaddled. I had bought all these ones that my friends had recommended. End of the day, my kid liked her own thing. So, but he had one sleep sack and he didn't give a shit about it. I highly recommend (laughs) getting stuff for free on a buy nothing group, trying it out. And then if they like it, you can buy more new if you really feel like that. Yep. Someone gave us a mama room. My kid hated it. You know what he liked? The, The cheap, play school one that just rocked him back and Same. forth that's what he liked the mamaru was like too many bells and whistles for him Some, um, something that can contain your baby when they're little safely so that you don't have to hold them all the time that, and that, is, is small enough that you can take it into the bathroom when you shower and they're entertained so any of those uh, it could be cheap it could be expensive it doesn't matter right. but something that like holds them in a thing so that you don't have to because your shoulders are going to be so sore and stuff from holding them all the time um, another another thing, um, we love the Kibu diaper bag yeah. fanny pack. It's, it's a, a fanny, fanny pack. pack. <laughs> and it, and it, it's a, it has a wet wipe um, pocket. It has a fold out changing pad. And then like when you're and it holds everything you need to go like out for. I never a, used a know, big diaper bag. Never. Yeah. Really? And then when you're done, I still use mine. You just take out the changing pad. And, and it's, it's a regular like a cute, cool fanny pack. Yeah. Um, oh my god. These terms by the way, like you're like spitting off like Kiku, like <laughs> I don't know what any of this shit means if anybody else is like out there with me listening, like we just don't know yet. Yeah. So I'm in you a, guys I'll can hit us up. Same yeah. thing. Same thing about bottles. So like you might hear that like uh Kylie likes the uh what is it? Con- 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 was it co- Contini? What was it called? You know the, the one that looks like a boo. Yeah, what's that one called? Uh, I don't remember, but I, I know what that's you're like the about. most expensive one. But babies like different bottles, so I yeah. I only got like one of each kind until I figured out which one my baby liked better. Don't like invest in a big thing because babies are and, fickle about what they like. It's like just not worth it. Yeah, don't get like a starter kit. And in fact, like most of them will send you like a free bottle in those like free baby kits. Like you know how Amazon will send you a free baby kit of whatever when you register with them. Like, start with those bottles. And honestly, if you're breastfeeding primarily, if that works out, you don't really end up using bottles that often. Hmm. So why even have that many bottles? My kid liked the Playtex ones that came that were free sample bottles, and he barely ever drank out of them, so I never even had to buy bottles. It's like there's a racket. There is such a racket when you have a you kid don't need of that, all yeah. this shit. Yeah, all this shit that they want you to buy that's, like, so expensive. They need you to buy it, this, that, and the other. Also, you never... Half of it is useless. You never really put your baby, for the most part, in an outfit until they're one. It's just pajamas. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, maybe for, like, a cute picture. But, honestly, right. they're just in pajamas. And they're going to shit through it in, like, two seconds. Flat. <laughs> Truly, they oh are. Oh, my God. We already oh. we just had the holidays here. I have so many clothes for this kid. 
Like, yeah. I, like this is absurd. Yeah. yeah. This is absurd. And if you're looking for diapering, so Carrie and I, one of our, we talked about this extensively. One of our biggest regrets is that we didn't do cloth diapers with our kid. And the regret is we're both, you know, once you have a kid, climate change and uh, the world potentially ending is scarier because you're like, why did I bring this child into this world? So you start to think about what you throw out in the landfill and recycling and and giving things a second life. Um, and she and I both wanted to cloth diaper and our partners were against it. And we worked recently with a brand called Assembly that they now sell at Target and on Amazon. And it's like they have made it so easy. So even if you have a partner who is against cloth diapering, you can try it. You can give it a try. Buy a couple. You don't have to See buy like a goes. whole system. It's no, like- tr- give it a try. It might work out perfectly. And then you are saving yourself a shit ton of money and you're saving the environment. So and we actually, so we, we also have a coupon code MOMTOURAGE20 and you get 20% off your first order of assembly. That is oh. a coupon code, right? Yeah, MOMTOURAGE20. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna include we didn't, that. We didn't come on here to promote that, but hold on. Let, no, let, let, let me just let me just make it. sure that that's because now you made me uh, feel it should be in the show notes. I know. I I'm gonna yeah, go I'll put it. I'll put it in our show notes too. I mean, we love a discount code. Yeah, like, yeah, or anything. You know, amazing. Hold on. Um, probably have one for Kibu also because we've worked with them and they're fantastic. That's not why we're we're not trying to be dicks, but no, yeah. but yeah, like, listen, we've said other brands that are yeah. amazing that we don't work with. Yeah, Montrage so. Twenty. That's the that's it. So wait, so that cloth diapers, like you you wash them and then reuse them? Yep. Yeah, so it's like an outside and then it has inserts and the in and then there's like a mesh thing. So if the if your baby poops on it, the mesh thing just goes in the garbage and the no, insert no, goes I, in the it's, wash. No, it's better than that. The mesh thing is like toilet paper, you can flush it. Oh you, right. You right, don't right. throw it in the garbage. So they, they and you just put it in the washing machine. It's so easy. And they sell their own washing detergent that specifically gets it out for they, They've, they've thought they, of everything. Yeah, they used to run a cloth diaper laundry service in the city. So huh. they had all these years of, like, washing cloth diapers for all the, like, Brooklyn hipster moms. And they were like, well, let's just launch our own business. And that's why it's, like, a very good, easy system. If I had a kid, I again, I would absolutely cloth diaper them, and I would use this and system. That's why I'm cloth diapers it. are more blowout proof and you have less diaper rash with the cloth diaper. Yeah. These are all things we kind of knew, but now we really know. <laughs> this interview has gone off the rails. I know. I'm just like, well, these are I, what you need. I'm so curious. And and actually, like even before we get off of that topic and talking about things that we need, because this is something that I'm actually currently looking at right now, and I mm-hmm. figured I would ask you guys, uh, because what I'm hearing – and I've talked about it on this podcast before. I've I've been hearing that there's like a lot of supply chain issues with some of like the big purchases. Um, so like stroller and, you know, crib and all that stuff. Like, do you guys have any any ones that you're like obsessed with? I do. It's very. Yours is the stroller, right? Yeah. The yo-yo? No, 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 no. The Duna. So here's the thing. You got to figure out what your priorities are and where you live. So, for right. instance, when I was in the like city. Like, your needs in Manhattan are different than anywhere else in the country. Right. So, the stroller that I needed when I was in Manhattan, now that I live in the suburbs, is a little bit different. Now, like I said before, my priority when I had a baby was Leah and I wanted to travel a lot. And we have family in L.A., and that was going to be a big thing. So, the Duna is one of the freaking best things. It's quite pricey, I'm just going to say. We had a used one. We bought it used. So, the Duna is, a, it only goes up to, like, 25 pounds so you or even less than that 20 pounds so you it's not a longevity stroller sadly however Mm. it is a stroller and a car seat in one it it's a transformer it like clicks and transforms you put it in the base of your car and then you take it out you click and you're done it was essential in new york city because sometimes i'd be out with luna and i'd be like i'm not taking the subway home i need to take a cab well, you need a car seat in a cab and her yeah. car seat. Uh. And for traveling, the same thing. You'd have your thing in the thing and then you need to put them in a taxi or a renter car. And then yep. you don't have to have a stroller. So now, well, there is that. Now Luna can walk on her own. But there was a weird period of time when we were traveling where I'd have to travel with a car seat and a stroller. Ugh, yep. terrible on a oh plane. Oh, my gosh. So the Duna, if you have the means, again, it's. By the way, you can also rent car seats from the the car rental place I'm just putting that out there I've done it many times it. and they will install it and you don't have to deal with all the madness but if you like to travel like I do 
that sounded terrible. But if you go to travel, Viduna was like, there is nothing else like it. It was amazing. Even my... That, that being said, I if I was doing it all again, I would get this stroller just because of being in the city. Like, getting yeah. on the subway, taking public transportation. It, it is truly an incredible stroller. I did not have it, and it was my regret that I didn't get that stroller. And, and Guys, I'm so I'm so impressed that you had babies in New York City. Like after living there for almost ten years, I used to always think that I'd be like, "Wow!" I would see the moms like struggling up and down the subway stairs with, uh, you know, a stroller and a screaming baby, and I'd be like, "This anybody who does this is a fucking hero." Uh, let, if there is, are, if there are any moms out there that don't want to invest on the, in the Duna and that are New York City moms, this is my big pro tip: was I had the Lilla baby baby carrier, and it's in my opinion, the best baby carrier. It had back support. It was heavy duty. It grew with Sebastian. Um, you could wear it in different, like, side, front, back, all these days. It had a head support, all this shit. But I would wear that, and I would have, like, the lightest stroller. I didn't love my stroller, so I'm not going to promote it, but it was a light stroller. I like the yo-yo. I, would, I like the yo-yo for a light stroller. I would just wear him. I would. F- I had my baby bag as a backpack, so he was in the front. The backpack was in the back, and I would carry the stroller up and down the stairs. And it was, I mean, I would get around all the time like that, and that was the easiest way for me to do it. Now, if I did it again, I would have the, you know, the stroller that Carrie has talked about, or the yo-yo, or the Duna, or, or something like that. Uh, but the Lilla baby is like, I think it's like a hundred, someone gifted it to me. I think it was like a hundred, $150 and it is the best baby carrier out there. And I had like three, but that, <sighs> and then, you know, the one that's like the string that you like wrap. It's kind of like yes, that bridesmaid dress that. that you can wear 6,000 different ways. I have, yeah. I have a couple of caveats to that. Sorry. This is like the most annoying interview you've ever had from two people. Um, you can stop us at any point, by the way. <laughs> no, this is good intel. This is good intel, you guys. Should, you I'm, should, I'm here for it. You should take a baby wearing class because what fits a five foot seven? How tall are you, Ashley? Five ten. Five ten, and fits a five foot person carrier wise is very different. Probably a very good. Point. So if you care, you say a carrier class. They call it baby wearing class. It's all baby carriers that you have on your you would wear on your body. They call it, almost every. Baby store. baby store has a class where you can try on huh. like baby, small local baby store baby will stores. have it. Maybe not bye bye baby, but like you know the, whatever your neighborhood small. Definitely in Nashville, they definitely have it. Yeah, totally. Because you guys have hipster moms there. Yeah, uh, but they it 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 everybody's body's different. So like I have no torso, so it's very hard to wear my my kid because her, that makes sense. Because even at birth, her legs came down to my knees when I was wearing <sighs> her because she was a big baby. So. I what f- works for Ashley as a baby carrier is not going to work for me as a baby carrier. And then some of those like wraps are a little tricky to figure out on your own, yeah, they're especially a pain in the with ass. the ba- with a baby brain. But some of them yeah. are actually more comfortable for your body. So I really recommend not committing to a baby wrap until you take a class. And it's kind of like getting something to fit your body type and what your needs it's like are. A, it's like buying a bra. Right. It is like buying yeah. a bra. And then the second thing is like that Duna was good, but then I went to the uh, ba- uh, Baby Zen Yo-Yo because it closes up and you can wear it like as a briefcase. So like on a plane or on the subway, you can close it up, wrap it. Because one of the things that is, is you're going to be carrying your baby with the other arm while you mm-hmm. have to carry the stroller. So that's like oh a thing. Gosh. There's also one better, I guess, that does the same thing that that you can close with one hand. I never had that. I always had to close it with two hands. So there's things to look at. Like you're going to be that's holding what that. I had. You're going to be holding that baby great. while you have yeah. to do all this stuff. So yeah, guys. Oh my god, <laughs> like a little overwhelmed. The- there's so much. Do you want me to send there's it? So do you want me to so send? Much. I have a spreadsheet. Do you want me to spend, send you the spreadsheet? Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, I will send you the spreadsheet. Amazing, thank you. Um, I, both of you, thank you so much <laughs> for giving your time, giving us all these tips. Like this is a lot, and like I said, like I'm, I learned. I, I feel like I learned a lot. In this conversation. <laughs> Good. Good. Also, one of the craziest things I think one of the craziest takeaways I'm having from this is that your other boob leaks while you're giving. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, while you're breastfeeding, I had no idea. I did Sometimes not know that was full blown sprays. Sometimes it like it doesn't just leak; it'll like shoot across the room. Why does no one tell you this? Like that doesn't happen in the movies. Also, there's a lot of shit people also, don't tell you about pregnancy and 
childbirth and I, like like it is not covered in media or in in movies I, I don't know why and it, some of it's hilarious some of it's terrible I guess maybe it's to protect people so they keep having children I don't know so a couple things about birth though they're not scary don't worry I won't give you my scary stuff don't worry about it but the longer your labor takes the more like gas buildup is in a baby's body the longer your labor takes when a baby poops in the beginning it's black it looks like tar that lasts like a yeah, cup and it smells terrible it lasts it's a cup mochium mercurium something Mercur- looks- it's called mochi you can eat it no just kidding um <laughs> it's gross and then it moves on to like breast or formula poops which are, which are like greenish just like greenish but if you've had a long labor the baby's has a lot of gas build up in its body from the labor I don't know why I'm not a scientist but that poop will shoot across the room Luna Luna would poop and as I was changing her diaper sometimes she would continue to poop Lee and I one time measured it was a four foot shoot across <laughs> the room and that lasted for like Two weeks until all the gas was out of her little baby, baby, poor baby body. It was crazy. It was shooting, like, across the room. It was, like, insane. And then the other thing is the longer that you're in labor, the more swelling afterwards the mom will have. And if you've had a kind of traumatic labor it, or or even a C-section, because C-section is considered trauma even if you, you weren't traumatized by it. Well, it is, yeah. It's harder for your milk to come in when that happens so my biggest regret is I wish I was a little bit more diligent with the breastfeeding to make it work for me like I should have invested they have this expensive breastfeeding thing that you just is wireless and you put it in your bra and it's like constantly like taking milk I probably should have gotten that maybe it would have been better but I just couldn't be plugged into that there were so many factors the the clogged ducts to her not being able to get the latch and then I personally felt crazy not getting sleep and I really wanted someone else to feed her in the middle of the night and I wanted to be able to skip a feeding because I felt like I was going mentally insane without sleep and so I chose sleep over truly and I'm not ashamed to say it I chose sleep over continuing to breastfeed my baby because I felt like I was a terrible I was not going to be a good mom without that sleep but I could have gone a little longer, I think, if I had just invested a little bit more. That's my hindsight. You said four months. I think that's impressive. Yeah. To be honest. Like, I'm like, if I make it six weeks, I'm going to be proud of myself. But it's very hard. I think everyone is like, no one realizes it's actually really hard breastfeeding. We're told that it's natural and it's just like the most natural thing in the world. It's really hard. It's hard. Yeah. I've heard heard that from like every person I know who's had a baby. Yeah. It is very difficult. And one last thing not to waste your money on are those fancy baby bathtubs. Literally. I mean, Babies R Us doesn't exist anymore more but they had like a terry cloth sling that you put in the bathtub and that was all we needed those fancy ones that have their own faucets and like all this other shit it's literally the biggest waste of money in the world also okay good also having a baby is kind of awesome it's magic oh oh good yeah can we can we end this on a positive note yeah (laughs) having a baby i mean i gotta tell you i love my kid he honestly he is a shit he drives me crazy but he's also remarkable in so many ways he is my best friend we have we look forward to family bed every single night me him and my husband we lay in bed and we watch tv or play he plays his ipad and we like hang out it is really lovely and we tell him he's not allowed to ever move out of the house (laughs) so having a kid even as somebody who wasn't going to have one didn't really want one is the best thing I've ever done and um you know I'm not gonna have another but I I am very happy that I did and I like those first couple of weeks I would just like I, oh, I the best I still just stare at her I still just stare yeah. at her when sometimes I just go sneak in her room when she's sleeping and just yep. like cuddle her and think I made you it's incredible how it's magic that you exist it and it really is even if you're not that kind of person like me it's magic carrie it makes sense for carrie she's like you know into all that shit it is that is not my thing and it really is all those feelings she just and and i'm tearing up i had like some rough childhood stuff and it she has really full circle healed so much yeah childhood there's a lot of 
I'm parenting a lot of healing. I'm parenting. I'm reparenting myself by parenting her and giving her a childhood that I didn't always have for myself, and it's really healing. I I am mm. healed from it. That's a that's another pro tip. Get a therapist now if you don't have one while you're pregnant. Even if it's better help, whatever it is, get a therapist now and start talking to them now because about not just being a mom and not just being pregnant about whatever your issues are we all have some kind of bag of issues and watch how those two things having your child and the therapy work hand in hand like you really will you do heal things you do become a better person because not only do you want to for the thing this child but you have the assistance and the wherewithal to learn how to they, do They reflect everything that you do back at you. Yep. And mm-hmm. so, truly, and so you'll be like, oh, I guess I good need to work bad. on that. Or, yeah, yep. or like, I'm really, thank- I'm really proud that my kid goes to gratitude first instead of this other thing, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then I think just a really important thing is to just say to everybody, and this is not a scary thing, um, postpartum doesn't mean just after that six-month visit when the doctor says you're okay to start activity. Um, There's not really that much postpartum care in the United States at all. And when the doctor says you're cleared for movement at six months, that it doesn't really – I mean, good, now what? So you have to self-advocate for yourself, get body work done, go to therapy – Go to a pelvic floor. They're not going to say you need to do this. You have to. Nope. You have to ask for it. It's not. It's so dumb. But that's the way medicine works it, in the United uh, States for women. It's just the way it ma- is. Maternal mental health is really. It is really a tragedy. In this and country. physical, is, physical and mental yes, maternal health. It, it is not. Uh, it is not prioritized. I mean, look at how long we just sat here and talked about what gizmos and gadgets you need as opposed to what what you should do for yourself. And we're big proponents in caring about mental health um, and just yourself after you have this child. And you're going to feel off no matter what. And it's going to be hard. I mean, Carrie and I both don't know if we had postpartum. I'm not I didn't have I didn't think about suicide. And that is something that happens. Uh, but. I didn't know who the fuck I was. And that's that I was in love. There were times where he would just be in bed with me on the breast napping and I would just start crying. And I didn't know if I was crying because I was happy or if I was crying because I was depressed or if I was crying because I missed him, even though he was on my body feeding from me. It is a weird, weird time. And you need to no one is going to care for you the way you are going to care for you. And there's help and there are resources and do yourself a favor and have that ready to go now as opposed to once the baby is here because you're going to be busy. And have Ugh. and have some mom friends that you can speak yeah. brutally honest to. And I'm happy to be that for you if you ever want it. Yep. Because – you need. I was just gonna say, like, we're gonna have to have you guys back on. Yeah, like, you, like, yeah. Have, there's so much to talk about. It's so insane. much. Have some friends, mom friends, that you can be brutally honest with, because, um, especially if they're gonna need, they're to. gonna need to, and you need to be able to be someone to be like, you know what, you should probably go see a physical therapist for that, because unfortunately, your doctor's just not gonna do it. But another mother no. that has been down this road will be like, I think you need to. See a urologist, actually. I'm just seeing a urologist now because no one told me to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just know, like, and just know that postpartum mental health doesn't look always like what you see in a movie. It doesn't always look like I want to kill yep. myself. Right. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Sometimes it looks like I'm so obsessed with my baby, I'm afraid to take her out of my house. Or maybe it's like I don't know who I am anymore. Am I just a mom? I can't tell. Like it's there's so many shades and guess what? You should be feeling that way. You just had the biggest thing that maybe might ever happen to you in your whole life happen. It's a natural, like, stop putting the stigma to it. It's a natural thing that you don't know what to do. You've never done it before. It's there, okay. There is, it should be a, crazy. It is. <laughs> there is a resource uh, on Instagram. It's at the Motherhood Center, and it's the Motherhood Center. It's a mental health service. It's in New York City, but you should all follow it. They help people um, across the globe, though. 
Yes, and you can call them. You can call that they're there to help. And if you're feeling any kind of weird way, even if you live in Nashville or if you leave, live in Oklahoma or you live wherever the fuck you live, have it ready to go. And if you're feeling weird and you're like, maybe this is something I should look into, give them a call. It's not going to hurt. They're not going to think you're weird. They're not going to take your baby away from you. No, no. this yeah. is what they do for a living. So, and, and they're here to help because they know that mothers need it. So make sure that you are ready to go with that. Oh my God. Guys, I could have you on this podcast for another five hours there's I mean, so much to talk about but nobody wants to hear that i have a chili to make <laughs> yeah. i have a chili to make but i'm happy I have to, to like come back i have to replant <laughs> replant my monstera plant later today so obviously <laughs> i have to go yeah. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. And for people who want to hear more from you, because you you guys do out this information all the time on your own podcast. Tell us a little bit more where we can find you. Yeah. Uh, so just for reference, we dole out this kind of information, but we also are just a place for you who happens to be a mom to like hang out. We talk with a lot about Ben friend. and Jen. We're just going to be honest. Yeah, like Benefer 2.0, is, we're into it. So just come on over to Momtourage. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. On Instagram, we're at Momtourage Podcast. And personally, you can follow me at Ash. Heron Smith and me at Carrie Sotero and I also am a yoga teacher and meditation teacher and I do zoom yoga and meditation as well and you can find that on my Facebook my Instagram all of that and I'm just a bad bitch (laughs) (laughs) amazing guys thank you so much for being on we are so excited for your baby thanks for having us yay